Every business wants good customer reviews. Every customer wants a good experience. So what happens when both sides click? Or in some cases, when they don't? From Yelp and Entrepreneur Media, this is Behind the Review. Emily Washkovic, Yelp small business expert. Behind the Review features conversations with business owners and customers who wrote one of their Yelp reviews. In our discussions, we talk about lessons they've learned that could be used by other businesses to improve their own reviews and their bottom line. This week, I'm talking with Chef JJ Johnson a James Beard award-winning chef, TV personality, and cookbook author who built his restaurant field trip around a singular ingredient, rice. Their tagline is, rice is culture. It's a simple cereal grain, but it's also a staple food for more than half of the world's population. We'll also hear from Sonia H., a Yelp Elite reviewer in New York City, who wrote a five-star review of Field Trip after her very first visit. Let's give that review a listen. I've been wanting to try Field Trip for a while now, and it did not disappoint. It is Black-owned and operated. My salmon was cooked well, and all the vegetables in my bowl were delicious. My son ordered chicken, and it was good. Service was great. And there were seats inside if you wanted to eat in, but we took ours to go. I look forward to returning, and I would definitely recommend this place. I also would recommend going in and placing your order, or you can eat there. I tried to call in an order, but that didn't quite work out. Inside seating is fine. I asked Sonia how she discovered Field Trip and what brought her in that very first time. I believe I saw the owner on perhaps maybe a TV show. I knew it was Black-owned, and I always wanted to try it, but I'm not really in Harlem that much. So one day, my son has to get his hair cut. We go to Harlem to get a haircut. And while waiting, because all I do is sit in, in the car and wait for him, I'm scrolling through Yelp. What are we going to eat tonight? Huh, let's see. We're in Harlem, so we can explore. It's going to be great. I came across Field Trip and was like, oh, my goodness, everything looks good. The bowls look amazing. It's healthy. I'm excited. I always wanted to try it. Let me just give it to my son when he comes out. He's 16. Hey, we're going to try this place. It's Black-owned. He loves rice. He's very minimalist on his eating. All he wants to eat is rice. I left out the really healthy part of it. I just said, you know, you can get some rice and chicken. Prior to him coming out, I called and I said, let me just kind of get a feel for somebody on the phone. That wasn't necessarily the best way to go either, because they said something about the phone. They couldn't take the order. It sounded a little like they might have been a little overwhelmed. But I went on anyway. Something inside me that said, just go. Right. So I pulled up parking spot in New New York City right there. I was like, oh, it's the parking gods. I'm supposed to be here. So. Pulled in. It's like seven, seven at night. Maybe they were going to close in an hour or so. The guy who welcomed us at the door, he was great. 
all the workers were great. They have a small seating area, but we just wanted ours to go. Everything was like perfect. I was like, huh, I'm so glad I went with my instinct. The parking guys cooperated. My son was a little reluctant, but that's just who he is. But when he went in and saw the guys in there and they were talking to him, it's like, hey, we've never been here before, you know? And he, they were like, oh, come on in. They were mi- mixing up the food and they had, I think, some ice cream or they gave me a sample of their tea or their uh, hibiscus tea or something they had. And I was like, oh, this is a good sign. Yeah. Everything was perfect. I've since gone back again, still had the same sort of experience. I love the food there. I think it's healthy. Yes, you're eating rice, but it doesn't feel as heavy as rice could feel. I may go back to field trip this week because I really do enjoy it. It's kind of earthy feeling in there. It's clean eating. And, you know, kids like not clean eating. Sonia's experience is a great example of what Chef JJ had in mind when he opened his first location of field trip five years ago. Clean eating that's healthy and delicious, as well as affordable and accessible. We have three locations, one in Harlem, one in Rockefeller Center, one in front of Columbia University. Our brand has been open for about five years. I started off in fine dining, casual fine dining, all working around New York City, traveled the world cooking, and decided to open up a fast casual restaurant in the midst of a community that doesn't get better for you food. And that was the reason why I opened up the location in Harlem. One, because a landlord gave me an opportunity. And two was I wanted to try to give the community something better for them that tastes really good. A field trip is a rice bowl shop. It focuses on one singular ingredient, which is rice, which I believe is the greatest connector in the world. We all have a rice culture. Fields are for the rice fields. Trips are for the trips I've taken around the world. And the bowls basically take you on a trip anywhere from the Americas to the American South, to West Africa, to Asia, to Southeast Asia, to India, to the Caribbean. It will take you on a journey all around for an affordable rate. You order at the counter, uh, they call your name or you get a text message. And that's when you can come back to the counter and grab your food. Sometimes when you present your business idea to others, you might get pushback. It's not a good idea. Why that location? What are you thinking? It might be disheartening and it might make you rethink your business plan. But those negative comments shouldn't necessarily be a deterrent for creating a business that you know the community needs. Chef JJ knew Field Trip was needed in Harlem. He wanted to give people fresh options in a place where they hadn't traditionally had access to clean food choices. I think I'm a disruptor in that sense of form just through my career and looking at communities of black and brown folks and talking to developers or landlords in the search was like always saying that these communities want this type of food. Nobody wants your type of food, JJ. And that's not true. I think the reason is, is that it's a circle Somebody's got to break the circle. Maybe the first person that comes in doesn't break it, but it kind of opens up the gateway for the next person to move in and then they're successful. So that was a risk that I took. And what I realized was like working class Americans want to eat better. There's nothing at an affordable rate. We all can argue what that is for them to at least have the opportunity to eat better if it's once a week or twice a week. And that was the goal and using ingredients that were familiar to those communities. So like why you see 
a vegetable, a protein, and a starch in our bowls, where most bowl places that consider themselves a bowl place, it's just protein and a starch, and you can add sauces or a little bit of cucumbers or whatever tomatoes to it. We're basically giving you a complete wholesome meal. And that was the key for me in the process is giving people a wholesome meal or complete meal that they can eat that hopefully tastes really good to them. Sonia mentioned earlier that she tried to call ahead to order and the staff told her they didn't take phone orders. It didn't deter her and she went ahead to field trip to order at the counter. Once inside, she understood exactly why. When I went in, I could see how busy they were. I understood why she just couldn't take my order. She just, whoever it was, couldn't take my order. And they were trying to steer me to that third party app or whatever it is. Like, place the order through the app. And then when you get here, it'll happen. We'll, and I was like, I hate apps. I don't know third parties. I'm old. I, uh, I just like people. I like customer service. I like good customer service. I'm going to always be one for customer service. But I was just so pleasantly surprised. But I understood because everybody's short staffed. Everybody right now is short staffed. So for them to take my order, which I probably would have hemmed hard and hold because I'd never been there before. What about this? Do you have nuts? I don't want the sauce on that. And they were like, look, 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 look. do all that over there. That's it. So that's why I said, you know, let me just go in and see what's going on. When I went in, it was fine. Taking away a convenience like phone orders from your customers could be seen as a risky business decision. In the end, it didn't deter Sonia. But it might deter other customers from giving Field Trip a shot. Chef JJ understands that risk, but made his choice with thought and care for both his business and his customers. So it's really interesting is during the pandemic, we took a lot of orders over the phone because it was a different time. And I think as you open up in different communities, there's a different culture, right? So like for us, we would love to take more orders over the phone. But it's a risk, like a high risk. We're not supposed to take your credit card over the phone. That's illegal. We hold your order or it's on the screen now. So it's rung in. Somebody doesn't show up. We got to void it out. So there's a lot of different aspects to it. I wish I could like put you through a phone. You could press one to order this, press three. And then it like came through the KDS screen. And I think what happens is, In a community like our Harlem location, we are leaning through technology where we are really trying to capture folks' data so that we could come back and join our rewards program, do this, to really be able to extend more of the stuff. Why we push people to order online or now our app so that it is easier for them. And we also don't mess up your order. We don't hear you properly and those things. We really keep the phone in place For people that have mistake orders, maybe we forgot to put something in the package, maybe delivery guy went to the wrong place. And a lot of places are cutting off the phone, which is a thing I don't want to do. But when somebody calls, our operation is to really take the order, push you to order on the website. And I know we probably lose a lot of customers. I don't know how many customers we lose, but it is something that we have, have weaned away from to help out. But yeah, we don't take it over the phone due to your privacy. One thing that really struck me in this conversation with Chef JJ was the way he uses the online ordering system as a way to collect data. He and his team can see how often someone comes in, what dishes are ordered most, and how to best build a reward program around that information. He can track frequent customers, and his team will follow up personally if they haven't seen a top customer in a while. 
is I think when you look at a lot of the brands that are growing, you need that data. You need to know who your customer is. Who are they? What do they look like? And a lot of it, you could just sit in there. Mav Carter, LeBron James's manager or partner, I was talking to him once and he was like, you want to know who your customer is, Jay? You just sit in the restaurant and just check off who, what you think they look like, black, white, Latino, Asian, other, male, female. Check off the boxes and then you'll start to see. Then you can run a survey. I don't think Field Trip has really found its home run location yet. It does okay in majority of the locations. And I take that, for example, a Columbia University location, high density. I'm like, okay, what we got to do is open the doors. No, we got to gain trust from the Columbia students. I should know that better than anybody. Shame on me. So like always stick to the playbook that has worked and then you can expand and tweak it. But yeah, we're going to come out really strong in January with catering to the Columbia undergrad student, freshman, sophomore. How do we tap into them? How do we make them trust us? We are the right place for them to spend the little bit of money that they have. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back. I lost my job in 2008, right before my wedding, actually. Getting let go would turn out to be my first step toward passive income, a fluid and dynamic way of earning income while changing lives at the same time. I found that online businesses are the best way to do that. It completely changed my life. My name is Pat Flynn. I created the Smart Passive Income Podcast back in 2010 for anyone who's ever felt even a little bit like I did when I got let go. People who want to create and sustain a passive income stream online so they can spend more time with the ones they love, achieve the lifestyle they desire, and turn their passion into a thriving business. Whether you have a side hustle already in the works or you don't even know where to begin or you just wanna crush it with what you got, this show has it all. Wherever you're at in your journey as an online entrepreneur, you're not alone in your quest. Hit subscribe so you don't miss a beat. There's a new episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast coming your way every Wednesday and Friday, wherever you'd like to listen to podcasts. Let's get started. Everything Chef JJ has done to build Field Trip has been based first on customer service, which Sonia specifically mentioned in our conversation. The team behind the counter greeted her and her son walked them through choices, and made them feel comfortable and welcome. The crew was invested in making sure Sonia and her slightly picky teenager son got exactly what they wanted. We firmly believe in hospitality, right? Coming from full service experience, hospitality is key, where you're greeted at the door, how you're treated at the table. So trying to really put that into fast casual or fast food, You don't really see that much. I mean, we could talk about the brands that do a really great job on that. I think that's why they've been really successful. But for us, especially like starting in Harlem, is that we wanted to lead through hospitality and making sure everybody's greeted. Why we say welcome to Field Trip and then we say see you next trip is because a lot of places throughout Harlem, if you read the reviews, when I did market research early on, was most people were saying like they weren't treated nice, that people were rude things of that nature. And I didn't want to be categorized in that area. So we always led through that, really leaning into service and hospitality, and then leaning into the food afterward. Great customer service is one of the reasons people review and give those four or five star ratings to businesses on Yelp. A good customer experience can overcome any initial negative impression a customer might get. Sonia mentioned that the food was delicious which is one ingredient in a great review of a restaurant. 
But she also made note of the big impression made by the staff. So I guess I gave them the five stars because I was so reluctant to going in. And then my experience was so awesome. I had to give them five. If I would have given them four, it would have probably been because I was annoyed about not being able to order ahead. And and it just seemed like they was trying, I think they were trying to send me through an app to order through a third party like Grubhub or something like that, which I really try to stay away from as much as possible. But I felt like the experience and the food, the quality of the food, I felt like it was just five star opposed to the four. Most small business owners know that they shouldn't expect all reviews to be five star, especially if they're a high volume business serving lots of different customers. And that's okay. Because consumers don't necessarily trust a business with only five-star ratings. They want to know what the issues are, or can be, and more importantly, how the business handles customer concerns. A public review response is a great way to show your customer service practices to all future consumers. Business owners should always respond to reviews, both positive and negative. After all, those less than positive reviews are a great way to keep tabs on your business and figure out what's lacking or what could be improved upon about your operations. That's exactly what Chef JJ does when reading and responding to reviews of Field Trip. I try to tell people that write reviews. We try to respond to everybody's reviews. We're very thankful for reviews. But criticism that makes sense to us to become better. I think when somebody's like, I had my meal and this was trash. Like, okay, so what was trash about it? What was your experience? That only allows us to become better. The reviewer, somebody's like, hey, my rice was cold. The rice was like pebbles. The chicken felt gummy. I'm really sorry for your experience. Can you please email us so that we can give you a gift card or talk about this a little bit more to give you a better experience? And that's what you'll see from us. If somebody got a bad review, we're reaching out. Somebody had a good review. We say, thank you very much. See you next trip. Hope to see you next time or maybe make some funny comment on what you had. But for the most part, reviews are supposed to help the restaurant get better. And I think that's where people have lost track of it, where they just go wild. And I think there was a review recently where I was like on Yelp. I'm like, what's, what, what is this? what's going on here? Then we go back and ask the team. So we're really keen. This person gave a four-star review. I was happy that I passed by. This and similar to create your own bowl places are trending everywhere, but I bought two bowls from here. They were very tasty, but we don't let people create their own bowls. But like that comment, it's like, okay, maybe there's a create your own bowl Friday. It allows us to like really lean in and understand what people want and say, oh, somebody else has a create your own bowl spot by field trip in Harlem. What's going on? So those things allow us to be better. That's a really good example of how to think about your reviews. Sometimes it's about the star rating and maintaining a certain star rating, but sometimes it's actually about the content in the review and getting the customer's perspective. Sonia mentioned that one of the reasons she knew about Field Trip and wanted to come in was that it was a Black-owned business. As someone who self-described as an African-American, it's important for her to support more minority-owned businesses. I just like to see the new businesses succeed. And if it's a Black-owned business, and I think he has other locations, so I think he's really doing well. But like I said, I saw him, or I heard about him on TV, something Black-owned. Maybe it was Black History Month. I can't remember. If there's any new Black-owned businesses 
or it could be Latino or just minority owned businesses, I'm going to support. I'm going to try my best to get there, see how it is. And I don't always tell them I'm doing something for Yelp. I'm just going to, I just want to have the genuine experience. So black owned businesses, I love it. I'm an African-American female mixed with some Latino. So I go to all of those plus all the rest of them because I just love new businesses and I understand the restaurant business very well. And it's difficult. It's difficult. Chef JJ said once that he didn't want to just be a good black business, but a good business. But identity is something that's important to him as a business owner because it's a sign of what's possible for other minority entrepreneurs or maybe people who are still considering entrepreneurship. When it comes to Black-owned business, you don't have the resources to give maybe the hospitality or making sure you can stay open late or these hours. And I think letting people know that a Black-owned business exists or helping push the needle and not getting looked over. The country's built a certain way. And the people that are in the country right now, I probably would say more than 60% of those people don't like the way the country was built. So it is what it is. There's nothing like that you or I can do to fix what happened in the past. What we can say is, okay, this was wrong, and what can we do to fix it for the future or the present? And I think that's what a lot of people are trying to do is put their money where their mouth is to help fix it. And then to see you getting attacked for it is ridiculous. And that's why I say that might be the 40% or the 30% of people that still want it to be that certain way. I mean, you look at the music industry and hip hop, who invested in hip hop, those guys that invested in hip hop are making tons of money off of these musical artists in a genre of music that didn't exist. So if, if people looked at it that way, like, oh, I can invest in a black owned business and my return on investment could be really great, why not? I might have to give them a little bit more money or hold their hand a little bit because they don't have the resources or the education around it. There should be nothing wrong with that. And I think that's where the country is. It holds itself back every time we get into this. It's like, you don't want women to progress. You don't want people of color to progress. After a while, I think it is enough. And I'm happy to see other Black people, other people of color promoting other businesses that look like them for folks that don't know about it because we have to come together just as much as we want everybody else to come with us. And that concludes our episode. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to take a thing or two away to implement in your own life. Whether it's a new idea that you can bring back to your business or a fresh perspective on how to be a positive influence as a consumer, we share these stories to inspire and create more meaningful connections in your local community. This episode featured a conversation with Chef J.J. Johnson, the owner of Field Trip, and Sonia H., a reviewer living in New York. Special thanks to Holly Hanchi, who helped write this episode. To learn more about the story, head to yelp.com forward slash behind the review. And check out the guest details and episode takeaways. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on your favorite listening platform. So you get an alert each Thursday that we drop a new episode. 
To claim your own Yelp business page and start engaging with consumers, visit business.yelp.com. Our theme song is performed by Ali Schwartz and produced by Robbie G of Messerol Sound.